0: and welcome to another episode of Autographs. Before we get started with this week's episode, I wanna give a quick shout out to MJ and Rob for continuing to support Autographs and me in general through Patreon. You can go to patreon.com stormageddon. There's tons of awesome rewards. Every little bit you can give helps um, from as low as a dollar to as high as a few hundred dollars for all sorts of different awesome rewards. Um, this week's episode is me with Riako. Um, she is a Belgian living nerdcore badass. So enjoy the episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye bye.
1: And they just can keep the same photo for ages, uh-huh. but but they I don't know like they don't look the same. So you're, and it reminds me like when I used to I used to work in uh, West Hollywood, and I, I worked for a lithographic um, reproduction company, and it basically was just actors' headshots, and like some actors would come in with like really like photos that you know were not taken in the last like three years, right. four years, and. I'd be like, wow, this – sometimes they would actually, like, show me the photo and be like, hey, yeah, this still looks like me, right? (laughs) Right? This still (laughs) looks like me. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? It's a good photo. All right. It's like, okay, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) You
0: know? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, uh, So before we get started, uh, real quick, um, I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing your performer name correctly.
1: Yeah.
0: So is it Ryoko? Ryoko?
1: No, Ryako.
0: Ryako. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the last uh, syllables of my last name, but uh, I just took off like a the first sort of syllable from my last name, and that's
0: oh,
2: Ryako.
1: That's okay. all it that is. I just spelled it. it differently because
0: now that makes way more sense. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because yeah. like I <laughs> I know your your Muggle name, as it were, and so
1: my... <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Yeah, my muggle name is hard to pronounce. Actually, like for most people, they're like, I don't know how to say <laughs> this last name. And so I've gotten all sorts of variations. And, and in the end, I was like, you know what, I want to use my last name, but I can't because I'm afraid that all these people will mispronounce it. And I just don't want to relive like basically like my entire childhood plus like adult like the beginning of my adult life it's just everybody mispronouncing my last name right so it's like okay let me just make it into something that like you know makes sense like you look at it and you kind of understand you know you kind of know how that's gonna how that's going to sound it's going to sound like Ryako right. okay there we go
0: no that's and- a that's a smart move I've I've asked many a guest their names before trying to pronounce them myself just to save face and make sure that I get it right
1: (laughs) yeah and what happened
0: well and they're usually pretty good about it like I've I've had some guests who have names that are just you know I've had guests who are originally from Africa or from Uh you know um, Thailand or wherever else Taiwan Mm -hmm. and so like I just want to make sure that if I'm pronouncing their non-performer name at all I want to do it correctly
1: Got it, got it. That makes sense. Um, Anyway, how how are you doing, by the way? Everything's okay? Yeah, Yeah?
0: everything's good. Uh, Last week was just kind of a clusterfuck. I was (laughs) overbooked, and so I was like, please let her be free on Sunday. Also, when I realized I'd be interviewing you at like 11 p.m., I was like, maybe in the afternoon for her might be better.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, it was going to be one a.m. Oh,
0: jeez! Oh, one a.m. That's right.
1: Yes. Oh no, it's okay. Don't worry. I so it's fine. I'm I was free, and like seriously, all I've been doing today is like really boring stuff, like cleaning. So
0: I mean, you got to get that stuff done.
1: I know it's like so exciting and glamorous. Like, just I'm sure this is what people want to hear <laughs> that I'm I'm cleaning my kitchen. Oh, reorganizing my spices. Fantastic. I mean, yeah.
0: you know, they damn them if they judge you for doing what you gotta <laughs> do, you know?
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Um, so I feel like I wanna start by discussing the album, of course, which is Fangirl, yeah. which is out. Mm-hmm. It came out in July of this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, you have no issue um, exploring the fandoms that you're into since every song is based on something that you <laughs> love. Uh, oh yeah. When when you first started working on this record was that always the goal was to make something that was going to reflect all of the nerdy things that you love?
1: Yes, it was it was it was that. It was actually there were um a few different things that sort of, you know, that came into play. First it was um it was expressing like how much I love these things. I mean, they're not just it's not just like, oh, I love this. I love these things. It's that they were they were quite influential in when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, they, it's like they planted little seeds of, uh, you know, of either knowledge or wisdom or something in my mind and, or, or helped me like develop into like a better, you know, or smarter human being. And so I thought, you know what, I should, I should make this album and I should really just, I should just show people just how much I love I love all this and I'm like, you know, like, let's, let's just go deep nerd. Let's go deep nerd, <laughs> like level 10, baby. Let's just go all the way. And, um, and it was, uh, it was not just that, but also I wanted to explore the kind of escapism aspect of science fiction, of, you know, fantasy, of all those things that you, that um, are, that are so like beloved mm-hmm. because there is that aspect of escapism. There is that aspect of, um, cause I, I did write like the, there's only one song on there that is not based on a fandom or not based on like a TV series or something. It's, it's, and that's the first song because for me it was, it was, it meant so much to find something that I could either be inspired by or connect with. And, um, there are lots of aspects of you know these fandoms that I enjoyed so like for example I really liked the idea of a utopian world in Star Trek where you know people aren't as you know concerned about money I mean people are there's like peace and, right. and just all these things that you, you don't see now but possibly it will give you hope you know, in the future that maybe this could, you know, you could have a little bit of this, like this, maybe we can sort of become better, I don't know, better people and like have different priorities or, I mean, it's not just that it's like exploring the philosophies of what is it that makes us human beings when it comes to like Blade Runner, when it comes to ghost in the shell, it's, um, it's these things that, you know, um, what is our definition of human? And what is it that makes us so, so special? Because I, you know, human beings are quite special.
2: I right, mean, right.
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's lovely to kind of explore that sort of philosophical aspect. And I mean, and it's, you know, and then there are the songs that like, I just like, you know, I just want to be funny or um, just be weird <laughs> and like, um so there's a, a song called Monster of the Week, and it's based on X-Files. Right. And the X-Files, um, like, is just, uh, I'm, I grew up with that. And so you would just, like, I, I couldn't wait to get to the next episode every week. And I would wait, on, you know, I would just, like, wait it out, the, just wait out the week, come on. Then you get a new episode on Friday, and you're going to get it, you know, it's time to, you know, get your, like, Mulder and Scully fix and you know possibly see some paranormal things i don't know but i mean just being silly sort of silly with that it had a a much lighter tone um and that in it that was about um just about how like when certainly when i was when i first started watching it i was like it can't just be platonic. Maybe they'll, like, <laughs> fall in love. You know, like, how you're, like, I yeah. like, I really want, I really ship them. I really want them to get together. And I really want them to, like, just, like, I could feel the sexual tension. Come on, he loves you. And it's maybe not just in a friend way. <laughs> I don't know. And I think that's, like, that was, like, the nerdy, like, sort of teenage, uh, sort of, like, young, younger, like, version of myself where i was just like oh they're gonna fall in love yeah and finally and the, the finally after like seven seasons they they finally kiss yeah and you kind of and you just and i remember watching that and just sort of like 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 just without any like like bodily control i just like you know just pumped my fists in the air and was like <laughs> yes Yes, I knew it was gonna happen. Yes, yeah, um, and it was—it's just that kind of—I uh, don't know—but the joy from from just watching that, and you're like, "I knew it," <laughs> you know. Yeah, it
0: definitely—it definitely seems like your album title, "Fangirl," is appropriately named for this record. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I think what's really funny also is, so I, I dove more into your social media over the last few weeks, and all right. I've discovered your love of cats as well as your love of nerdy things. <laughs> and so the fact that your cat makes a cameo appearance on the album cover, too, I think is
2: pretty great. Uh,
1: yeah, you have to, he's, it's not, he doesn't stand out that well in the album cover, but yeah, if you yeah. stop and you start, like, looking at all the things in the background, I mean, there there are lots of little things that I stuck in the background,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, just little little bits and of course there's you know obviously my cat who is really old i think he's he's 14 he just turned 14 wow and and, um he's got three legs because he had a really terrible accident last year and he disappeared and i thought he was going to die and i was just i was just like not ready for that and um Thankfully, uh, we found him and he was just like huddled under a bush and his leg was mangled. And so uh, we rushed him to the vet and it was like, you know, it's just a race against time because it was summer Mm -hmm. and it was like really hot at the time. So it was obvious that he was dehydrated, you know, that he hadn't probably eaten in like a couple days or so. And uh, yeah, and he survived. And now he's just hopping around like a champ.
0: Sounds oh, like he's a trooper.
1: He is. He's uh, he's traveled with me from America. Oh, so, cool. I mean, he went from America to Korea to Belgium. So, uh, yeah, he's a he's a well traveled cat. He knows, like, he's seen the world a bit.
0: Well, that br- that actually brings me to my next question. So, you're oh, yeah. Bel- you're Belgium now, but yes. you're originally from the states.
1: I'm originally from California, from Oh, Southern okay. California. Yeah, so I was born in rates in Southern California, and I i i've lived in a few different places and the last place i lived in california was like la it was like um, glendale burbank and then i moved to oregon and then i lived a couple years in oregon and then i moved to seoul korea and i taught english there and i lived there for a couple years and then i moved to belgium and and it was like i just i've stayed here longer like this is the First place, um, or the place where I've stayed longest, and um, I I probably will stay here. So I'm actually it, it's I, I've lived in a few different places, and I think I was just sort of looking for like a place where I felt I could have a kind of like mental sort of peace, but also um, but not too quiet and not isolated either. It's it's it was just trying to find a kind of balance and figure out a kind of um I don't know a sense of home I guess sure yeah
0: that makes total sense
1: I don't know yeah
0: that was (laughs) and what brought you to Belgium
1: oh uh, (laughs) um my husband
0: oh that's a good reason (laughs) no no
1: no, it was weird I was I was in London I and I went to this I was actually I was living in Korea Mm -hmm. in Seoul and I took a trip to London because one of uh, one of my favorite authors was um, came out with a new book, and he was having a couple of events, and basically a bunch of us on his message board were like, "Hey, we're gonna all meet up in London," and I'm like, "I'm gonna see if I can get time off work and if I can go," and I did, and you know, I was I was a single girl, and I just didn't want you know I didn't want anything, and. I ended up meeting him. He was from the same message board. Mm-hmm. The same science fiction author message board. It's um uh William Gibson. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's he's uh yeah, and he's really nice. Really nice. Um so we all a bunch of us from the message board, we all met up and I mean this is these are people from like different countries, like you know, we're talking about Mexico, Greece, uh, you know, France, just Every, everywhere Denmark I mean mm-hmm. we all ended up in this one place and it felt like this it felt momentous and I and I knew that when I was asking for time off and I really wanted to go to this I knew that it like some. this was going to be a big thing this was going to be a weird life-changing thing but I didn't know how life-changing it would be until uh, I met my husband there and then it was like Oh wow, we share a lot of the same interests. We're both really into this author and into science fiction and just general nerdy stuff. And um, and that was it. And, and then cool. it was like, yeah, I figured, hey, I will, I will move because, you know, I think my my contract was going to end in Korea in about oh, I don't know, like five six months maybe. And I had to just decide if I was going to renew my contract in Seoul or if I was going to go back to the States. And I was like, you know what? How would I come to Belgium? I will come here and I will move and I will make that, you know, that big leap. Because even though, you know, it seemed like, oh, you weren't living in the States, you know, for a while, for a couple of years. And like, yeah, but still moving to another continent, is it's like, it's a lot. Yeah,
2: it's a big deal.
1: It is. It is. Um, and, you know, it was just like, all right, I'll take it. I'll I'll go for it. I will. Um, I will basically I, I'm good at adapting. So I just had to, you know, it was like it was this or I knew that it wouldn't work out. And it's a hell of a risk to take. And certainly I did. I did get yelled at <laughs> <laughs> by several people who are like, are you crazy? And, um, I, and then I was like, ah, yes, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I own it. I am crazy. Deal with it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you just have to. And I don't know, I think moving out of your own country, regardless, anybody who does that is to me is quite brave Yeah, Um, because it's not just that, you know, it takes a lot of, you know, money and time. It's not just that it's that you have to completely adapt to a different culture and different languages and just a different way of living, different foods, different everything, different laws even. And so if you're not willing to to do that, if you're not willing to put yourself in what I think is a very vulnerable position, then maybe moving out of a country, you know, away from your country isn't for you. I mean, I've seen several women who come here? You know they they get married and they they leave their homes and a lot of them go back to where they used to live. A lot of them get divorced or a lot of them break up with their boyfriends who were Belgian and and go back to where they're from because it's just not you know it's just not how they imagined or it or it's just just not what they want and right. and you don't really you can't really tell that until. You go and you and you just like throw yourself in there and hope that people don't just like chew you up and spit you out and and you're just like please I just want to like make it for this first year I just I just want to live
2: it's oh god right you
0: know? yeah no I yeah. hear that that's and I think I th- <laughs> I, I I think that um, what's really interesting is that you. I I had figured that you were transplanted from the States just from my experience with your music, but I wasn't positive. And so I think it's really interesting that you've kind of probably taken all of these different cultures that you've been a part of with you. It's oh, really yeah. affected your music, your writing, and your lifestyle. Definitely. Um, I <laughs> want to ta- take it back to the album and talk yeah. about... So it's very clearly, uh, for the most part, a nerdcore record. Um, yes. I'm curious about who, A, your influences are in nerdcore, and on your website and you can hear it in the music that there's, you have a diverse taste from electronica to trip hop to musical yeah. theater all over the place. And you can hear that yeah. in the record. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like some of the, like, especially on start fleet boys, like I get a sense uh-huh. of the electronica trip hop and that's because of the, 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 the instrumentation and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and also musical theater definitely comes through in your performance in the music video, the, the top oh. nature of a lot of it. Like, I really think you can see that. <laughs> um, but I'm curious who your, uh, nerd core influences are and what made you decide to kind of engage in, in this kind of music, especially with such a diverse taste in music.
2: Oh, um,
1: well actually when I started out, uh, making music, it was electronica. It was, and it was trip hop. It was like massive attack and mm-hmm. Bjork and Portishead head and tricky. And these were the things that these, this was the music I was really, I was really into. I was into, but all these different, um, sort of really chill kind of artists and and mostly for the most part like electronic kind of you know sounds and um and I did it for a while I made electronica for a while and I didn't I didn't feel like it was really like encapsulating um who I was as a as a person because um there's when I when I did the electronica I was like this really um I was just like really like sexy, sensual kind I would I would use what I like to call like my lower voices. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and you can and you can maybe hear that in um the D and D track where it's like like I heard you like in an adventure, you know, it's like, oh, it's like I used to do that sort of like really like lower, like sexy and I would just completely like try to create that mood. But, um, that's not really, I mean, it is who I am. It's a part of me, but it's, I don't feel like it's everything. And there is, I am a huge nerd, like huge. And I didn't even know that until I was a bit older. And I was like, Oh wait, you mean if you love Star Trek and, and you're really like frothing at the mouth, you're a nerd. Oh, okay. I guess I am, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Hmm. And so, um, I started making nerdcore um, because there was. Um, I was taking some production classes, and my teacher was like, "Hey, um, why don't you make me a beat, but don't sing?" Because um, I had told him, I I feel like I really rely on my voice on singing too much. I think that I use it as a crutch, and I don't. I don't want want that to lead me to like being lazy when it comes to the actual production because I want I want to be better I want I love producing so much and so he's like all right so I want you to do something to this beat and I want you to come back next week and have something and I was like all right so I started trying to like do something some weird spoken word like gibberish and I was like this sounds like crap <laughs> I sound like crap and I'm like well why don't I try to rap and then I started rapping, and I was like, "Wait, what? Why don't I try to rap about something I like?" And it's like, "Why don't I try to rap uh, Star Trek?" All right, let's do it. Let's make this happen. And before I, I didn't really know that, like, nerdcore had existed. I mean, basically, it was like Weird Al Yankovic was on my radar, right, and that was right. that was it. I didn't really know about this whole like scene and this. It's a whole like it's its own thing, and I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. So I started making these Nerdcore songs not even knowing that they was they were called Nerdcore
2: mm-hmm. and
1: not even knowing who who the who Nerdcore artists were until a bit later after I started doing my research and I was like, Wow, there are a lot more people doing this than I thought and they're they're really just as excited about you know, some of these things, and they're just as nerdy as I am, and they're just, you know, they totally can identify with, you know, with, like, the awkward, like, ugly person who was, like, made fun of in, like, grade school and high school, you know, and I, and I was that, I was really, like, yeah, I was not cute, it was not cute, and I will fully admit to that, I, oh God, if you found a photo of me, I swear to God, with uh, like my triangle hair perm, thick (laughs) glasses, thick, and I mean, we are talking, oh man, like bad vision, um, braces, like the scary metal kind, and... A neck gear. Oh God.
0: This is a familiar tune. I <laughs> I had I've had glasses my whole life. I had a horrible mushroom cut in high school. Like uh, terrible acne. So oh, god, tr- yes. Tr- trust, trust me, you. I can relate.
1: Oh my god. We know, man. We know. All uh, right. And I was in Catholic school. So nice. it was basically like it was just terrible. I mean, kids were kids are vicious sometimes. Yeah. And oh man, you felt it. And I felt and, and all the way through high school as well. I was just awkward and I had like just ugly, you know, like some people seem to make it through without an awkward stage. You know, like they just make it through from childhood to adult right. and they look perfectly fine. They look great. And they just sail on through while people like me are just like, we're just trying to like, but like take buckets of water out of less like, you know, slowly draining rowboat and just like, ah, just like, (laughs) I'm gonna, I got to tread water really quickly. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to like make it to adulthood without like, without completely hating who I am. Thank you.
0: I'm getting the sense also, though, that we're in a similar age group and like being (laughs) a nerd, wasn't cool when we were kids okay. especially compared it. to it now
1: oh god yeah uh i remember the first time i told somebody i was into vampire the masquerade
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah.
1: i remember they looked at me like i had grown another head uh-huh. and that, like they're like you're into vampires and this you know it was before like twilight obviously so right like, you're into vampires, and I'm like, no, no, I I play this role-playing game, and it's Vampire the Masquerade, and they just, like, look at me like I'm insane, and I'm like, yeah, and I create these, like, avatars for myself with, like, you know, it was, like, Photoshop, and it was, like, old Photoshop, you know, yeah. and it was just, like, they just looked at me like I was the craziest person again, and I was just, like, ah oh, I can't, I gotta keep this stuff, like, a secret or something like maybe I need to like hide how like like how much I love science fiction let me just like you know let me not <laughs> tell anybody now because they just looked at me and it was just I've become like like uh just this brand a branded nerd like you oh god it was it was awful awful and it was uh wow what a learning experience sure it's it's either going to crush you or toughen you up, and uh, I'm hoping that it toughened me up because I don't know. I don't think I'm going to like weep anytime soon.
0: That's good. <laughs> I mean, especially with a record like this, you're <laughs> kind of have it all on display here, so.
1: Well, it's all it's balls out, baby. It's well,
0: like, <laughs> and also, I feel like with the internet age, like you have so many opportunities to ke- connect with like-minded people with something like this. Whereas, oh, yeah. like when we were younger, like there were message boards, but beyond that, like social media wasn't like what it is now. And so, no. yeah. you can connect with people so easily. So, um, let's talk a little more detail about the writing process for this record. So, it came out this summer. Um, uh-huh. How long had you been working on this record?
1: Oh, just for like. For actually several years. Oh, um, really? And it well, I had started. I think I like can. Oh, I don't know. Like two thousand fifteen, mm-hmm. I think I had started really like, like think like. Oh, I really need to put this thing together. But um, and then I got. Uh, oh God, I got really sick. I got meningitis.
2: Oh, that's terrible. And
1: I was hospitalized, and it really was. Um, it. <laughs> the thing about like near death experiences is uh, you're going to um you're going to come out of there regardless of whatever experience you had. You're gonna come out of there with a different point of view mm-hmm. or maybe like your priors priorities are, you know, a little bit clearer now. And I remember thinking as I'm lying there in the hospital bed wondering if this hundred four degree temperature is gonna go down or if am I going to like have brain damage. I thought, hmm. If I get out of this alive, <laughs> I'm going to finish this damn record. I'm going to finish this damn album. I'm going to put it out. And, that, and that's, that's what I have to go for. I just have to tell myself to just hold on and make it through and finish this one task. And then maybe, yeah, then that's then just what I have to do. And um, I started, uh, yeah, I started a few years ago, got really sick. Uh, and it took me a while to sort of come back because mm-hmm. basically meningitis is like it's almost like a reboot for your brain. And I remember I had to like learn how to walk again. Oh, <laughs>
2: like it was geez.
1: it was really bad. It was like it was almost like I, I could barely walk, you know, through the corridor of the hospital to the to the hospital showers, and it would take me forever to just walk because um, it felt like every step was pain. And, and when I was finally released from the hospital after a couple weeks, um, it was still, I, I, um, um, I suffered a little bit from uh, vertigo, mm-hmm. um, just looking downstairs. So I would stop oh, wow. at, the, at the top of the stairs and I'd have to like, take my time with each stair. It was, it was pretty bad. It was, it, was definitely, um, it was definitely an experience. And it it really um I had to just relearn how to do some things again because it's almost like I forgot in a way. It, it, it wasn't like I had I didn't have any brain damage, thankfully, but um, and I didn't have any epilepsy also because they had to check for that because some people who get meningitis will also suffer later on from epilepsy because like there's a part of their brain that's just like a little wonky. And so, uh, yeah, it just took some time to re to relearn it and then finally I was I started working again and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to write the way I used to or to produce the way I used to and it was I just had to sort of like force myself to start learning it again and just to do it and then it just came back it was like riding a bicycle except you know yeah
2: but, except producing
0: you know, a nerdcore yeah, record.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let me make lists of of like fandoms that I want to, you know, that that I love. What do you really want? What do you love? What what things have inspired you? What characters have inspired you? And I found that, you know, um for, like, for example, it was like uh, Ghost in the Shell. Oh my god, like the whole that whole um that whole thing with like AIs and, again, what we consider human and what what is, you know, um, major Motoko. Is she, is Motoko, like, is she human still? I mean, there's, like, you know, she's got a cyber, a cyborg body, but, like, a human mind. and Right. And, and it's all these, I really loved these concepts. And, and you know, I loved, like, Data from the Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, yeah, was, hell yeah. You know, he was... He was like huge, huge um, influence because he was always like he was just this android who wanted to be a human being, and you know would go through so many you know programs or different you know chips or emotional things to to try to sort of replicate that kind of human experience, and and it was it was quite beautiful to watch as you know as a as a younger person just watching. That and realizing that there are so many lovely aspects to being human, and that what we consider human may not just be, you know, biologically. Like it just, it might not just be a biological factor. Like, like what about like consciousness? What about um, being self-aware? All these, yeah. I just love that. So I found all the, you know, I just made a list what do what, what do you want to like sing about what do you like and these were these these that uh, this was before like the new reboots of the x-files or go you know the ghost in the shell movie or or blade runner this was before all of that and right. so i had ri- i'd started writing these songs before i had heard that you know these things were sort of coming back and and then you know and it was like oh but <laughs> at the same time it was like you know what who cares because i love this stuff and maybe somebody else loves this stuff and Maybe we can just love it together yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, that, and that's that's how it started, just just it, yeah,
0: I mean, that's I mean I mean, thank you for one, for being so open about your experience and what you went through, and I think that it's it's incredible to hear that. You had this difficulty, and that it didn't. It, you know, you came out of it on the other side, and just wanted to work harder, do more, and get the record out. And I, I happen to really like the record. I think that.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> what What I really
0: dig about it is that there's no BS here. Like, I like a lot of modern pop music, and even a yeah. lot of modern hip hop. But there's this level of like allusion to like maybe this is really how i feel or maybe i'm just writing it for the song but there's none of that in your record it's all feels very face value and honest and
2: yeah
0: and like like you said it's balls out it's this idea of it's just how you feel about these properties or your experience with them the escapism and that you're just putting it on display and i think that's really awesome
1: that's like pretty much the nicest thing I've ever heard <laughs> most people just go ah oh, those are cool sounds and, but thank you <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. no
1: thank you um, when I was writing this I thought okay these characters what do I love what did I What when I watched these these you know these movies or the, this TV series I felt I, I connected with these characters I felt like I knew what they were feeling and and even for like a second when you're in the cinema and you're, you're watching a movie and and you, you feel it, even just for a moment. You, you know, like, I know what it feels like to be that frustrated or that angry or that vulnerable. And it's all these things. Um, these may be fictional universes. These may be things that occur in either science fiction or fantasy. And, you know, yeah, everybody says, well, it's not real. <laughs> but no, but a lot of these things, they contain, like, Bits of of human emotion There's stories that a lot of you know, and a lot of them are grounded in like human emotion And I love I love studying the condition the human condition. Mm -hmm. I love being able to connect with something and Rap about it, and it's not it's not really It's like how can I say this? It's not about me necessarily in, in, in a way, it's not like I'm just saying, I, I'm i this cool and I feel like this. It's more like this character was feeling this way. And I know what it's like to feel th- like this character. Mm-hmm. And maybe when you were watching it, you felt the same thing for this character. Or you felt you had, you know, an inkling of how this, this character, you know, was, you know, what this character was experiencing. And those things that, those feelings, those emotions that sort of pull us and attract us to these stories and make them last in our minds and make these huge impressions on us. I think I wanted to capture that and make a song about that, you know, or, you know, within that universe. And, yeah, and and just try to find the thing that was most influential to me and just distill it into, like, a three-minute, four-minute, five-minute song, you know. Right. Just try. I was just, yeah. It was. It wasn't about my ego. It wasn't about how cool I am. I'm not cool. Like, I'm, like I'm, I, I, my, I don't know. I you're don't cool to me. I, if that helps. Thank you. Oh my god. Well, no. That no. That does help. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm. Look. I. I don't. I'm not like the the coolest person. I was not popular in school. Right. Ever. Ever. I was the ugly girl asian girl with bad hair and glasses and braces and and that's who i was and and when i would you know experience that and and i felt like oh everything is crap just looking at these these fictional worlds gave me hope mm-hmm. that maybe maybe in the future it will be better you will have a better experience than this crap you're going through right now and so it's very it was very optimistic and hopeful and um I felt like, um, and that was important to me and, and it really sort of kept me going, I guess, Mm -hmm. just to, to hope that someday that not, not only could I be myself, but I wouldn't be treated badly for being myself, you know, for like being the nerd (laughs) who was just like, oh, you want to go out with, like, this person? Oh, like, no, don't go out with her. She's, like, a super nerd. No, this is not going to happen. Like, she's weird. You should have seen her, like, you should have heard her conversation about vampires and stuff. <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, I'm no known as that girl, huh? Oh, crap. So now it's like, okay, I I've gotten older, and I feel zero... You know, zero compulsion to like hold back or, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm somebody else. I'm this person. I'm this person who likes to sit down and eat pizza and wear a onesie
2: and like watch (laughs)
1: some crap and be like kind of messy and, you know, maybe a little bit lazy. I will binge watch that series. I make it a point every Christmas around Christmas time. I make it a point to binge watch the entire like the the season one of Firefly.
2: Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. my Christmas
1: tradition that, you Excellent. know, people sing, you know, carols and songs. I'm just like, um, no, I, am just going to watch, um, Firefly. And then I do the Firefly run. And then after that, I watch Serenity. And then, you know, at the end, I like, I cry a little, of course. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, Oh my God, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and then, yeah. And I won't say why, because, Everyone who's listening to this who has ever seen Seren- Serenity, they know.
0: Oh, they know. Yeah. We don't need to okay. spoil it for the yeah. non viewers.
1: No, I won't do that. I won't do that because I'm not a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I
0: mean, so I wanted to shift the conversation a little bit and chat about the video for Starfleet Boys. <laughs> so. Oh my- First of all, I'm a fan of goofy music videos. Like I grew up on Weird Al, and like, oh, I love yeah. MC Front a lot, and Mega yeah. Ran, and, like, and, and MC Lars, all these guys who have no problem doing serious stuff, but also taking the piss out of themselves, which is yeah. exactly what Starfleet Boys is. So where did, A, the concept for the video come from, and B, how long did it take to make the music video?
1: Okay. So um, the concept for that, basically, I just sat down, and I was like thinking... And I was like, how can I make, I need to make a music video because I have to, it just seems wrong if I don't put out a video right. and I'm like, I can do this, I can do this. And so I thought, Hey, how would I make a birthday party scenario? Because in the, in the beginning, in the beginning, um, I I, I, I wanted... <laughs> the original idea was that I could get some male strippers who are wearing, <laughs> like, Starfleet songs.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, Magic Mike-It all the way. And wouldn't that have been fun? But uh, you... I, I didn't have any money to do this. <laughs> I was right. like, I, I can't afford strippers to dance in songs for, like, three days. I can't do that. So um, I just... Instead, I just got some friends. I made it pretty, like, PG. Right. You know, there's no... You know, there's no, like no you know balls in your face or anything like that and it's basically a birthday party where um my grandma leaves me a a card a live long and prosper card Mm -hmm. and like a box full of weird shit and i open the box and it's just got some weird shit in it like why is there a beer funnel why is there this crown why what are these things for and then it's like ding dong it's like the party has arrived
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm like yes it took um and yeah I I really I roped a couple friends into doing this uh, I was right. like hey will you come from the UK to my house and I will I will feed you and I will you know house you and i will treat you very very well and you will be in a music video and people will love it i promise <laughs> and they're like yeah and so um you know everybody took turns shooting like if they weren't in the shot or something and um i had to uh <laughs> i built a pinata for that <laughs> so i when i was a kid i used to make pinatas just for fun oh, like really? I oh that's cool it was the stupidest, I never, I never told anyone in my family, I would just make these little, like, pinatas in secret, <laughs> because I wanted, they were, like, these, you know, like, crappy paper and mesh, like, you know, just newspaper and glue and a balloon, you blow up the balloon, you would glue some stuff around it, it looks like a cocoon, very, like, X-Files, Eugene Tombs, very creepy, but, but, I would make these things, and then I'd, you know, i fill them with candy, just so I could, like, hit the thing, It just. Like, break this pinata so I could feel like candy was raining on me. And I would create, the, I would do this in secret. Wow. So, yeah, I didn't, I never told my mom this. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody in my family knows, really, how, like, how obsessed I was with pinatas and how I loved this idea of, like, beating something and then this, like, fun stuff rains from the sky as <laughs> if, ma- you know, as if by magic. So I made a, I made an enterprise piñata.
0: So yeah, I and was it, actually reading your blog post about how oh, you made it. Um, I read what? it the other day, and I thought it was yeah. so cool.
1: Really? Because normally people would be like, wow, you are really obsessed. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just thought, hey, how about I have to have a piñata. It's not a birthday party without pa- piñata. Right, of course. Right. Yeah, where I get to like beat something and fun stuff pours out. It's like yes, this is like the best. And uh, I made that you know that Deanna Troy cake in the video.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you,
1: um, if you're a Star Trek: The Next Generation fan, that you'll recognize what the the significance of that. It's an episode um, where uh, Data has this weird like Freudian program, um, and um, he's he experiences like these sort of quasi dreams Mm -hmm. and um there's like a parasite on the on the on the ship and you know it's it's basically feeding all the cellular peptides of of the crew and so um and it's it's um a cellular peptide cake basically deanna troy her you know you know that trick with the head through the table and then there's like it's like it looks like somebody's head is like um it's pushed through a table, but it doesn't look like their body is underneath. It's just right. like there's it a whole like thing. Like,
0: yeah, it looks like they have like a decapitated head. talking.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh-huh. so it was, It was a version, there was, a, version, there's, there was um, a scene in 10 Forward where her head's sticking out of this table. And then there's like, her body is like this cake. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and so, um, and he's like, what, Data's like, what kind of cake is it? And um, it's like cellular peptide cake. And then Worf chimes in. He's like, Worf chimes in. And he's like, with mint frosting.
2: mm." (laughs) (laughs) And
1: and that stuck with me. And I was like, if I'm going to have a birthday cake in a Starfleet, you know, for Starfleet boys, it better be the Deanna Troy
0: cake. Right. Of course.
1: Yeah. So I made the cake. I made a pinata. I modded. There's a phaser that gets somewhere in there um during the video and i modded that from like this really crappy um <laughs> crappy halloween phaser from oh it looks so bad but um <laughs> <laughs> it was like three days basically of was th- it was of like filming it was the first couple days were just like the the scenes the party scenes and then the last day was basically me in front of this like sort of black tarp thing with yellow grid, grid lines for like, you know, representative of the holodeck. Because that, you know, I don't know what other people thought, but when um, when I first saw like the idea of the holodeck, I thought, oh my God, I want to be in this. I want to live in this. And um I loved the idea of this sort of magical place um, where you could program weird shit to happen. Um, that was great. And I thought, ah, I should do something involving a holodeck background because there's a line in the song that says, "I just want to get down on the holodeck floor," and it's like, yeah. I yeah, but yeah, okay. And then I've just let you into like the my weird like sort of teenage fantasy. So there you go. That's <laughs> hey, for you.
0: <laughs> I, I, f- I feel like anyone <laughs> who watched Star Trek wanted a holodeck. Like,
2: oh god, yeah.
0: How could you not? Like every time I play any virtual reality game now it's like this is okay but what I really want is a holodeck like yeah that's the VR I'm waiting for
1: yeah we're all waiting for that it's okay <laughs> we are all waiting for that baby we all want that we all want to like have these weird scenarios even if it's just like you're pretending to be like a detective right. or you know or Robin Hood or whatever I don't care just I want it, it's there's something um really again it's escapism isn't yeah. it it's but escapism that is like incredibly immersive so that you forget you forget what the you know what the real world is like for a few you know for a few hours or whatever and you just sort of you get to sort of almost relax in a way because you've got this world and it you and it's fun and it's nobody's telling you how bad your hair is
2: <laughs> nobody's <laughs> exactly.
1: telling you that you're ugly everybody's cool and you're having a great time. It's like, how can you not want to haul a holodeck? Honestly. It's like right. Totally.
0: Yeah. Um Riyaka, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. This has been a blast.
1: <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me. Oh, I my mean... pleasure.
0: Are you kidding? I was so excited when you reached out and then when I checked out like I really in all seriousness, I really dig the album. I think anyone who's a, 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 especially a sci fi nerd fan, like should mm-hmm. definitely check it out because it's got so much great content on it. Um, where can people find you on the internet if they want to follow up and find all the stuff that you do?
1: Well, um, I have a website, uh, riakomusic.com. Um, and that's just my website. And I have the album free to download on there. Mm-hmm. It's also like, you know, you can also stream it. There's a player on there. Um, there are blog posts. There are photos and um and you know all the links to my Twitter, Facebook, and um, Instagram. So I try to update social media like all the time, and I'm always I'm always like trying to just you know stay in the loop and and do fun things or let people know what I'm I'm doing. Just because uh, I don't know if they're curious or not, but hey, maybe I can take like two seconds out of your day, you know, to relieve some boredom. Who knows? <laughs> um, and if you look on the website. I don't know if you... Have you seen the pie sign?
0: I have, yes.
1: There we go. Do you know... Did you do the pie sign?
0: I didn't. But I'll have to do it. Okay,
1: 1995. There was a movie that came out called The Net.
0: (laughs) I remember. With Sandra Bullock. Uh And I,
1: I was young and I saw it in the cinema. And I remember that made an impression. It was one of those things. It was like, oh my God, you can order pizza through the computer, and you don't have to talk to anybody or leave the house. This is amazing. I That was the one thing that stuck with me. And also this whole pie symbol thing. So if you find it,
2: mm-hmm. if
1: you find it, I I recommend, and this sounds very vague, but you will understand, I I recommend Black. Okay. That sounds mysterious. That's it amazing.
0: does, but I will, oh my I God, will follow through.
1: Authors, you will be so happy you did and I, I promise you i i wanted to include one e- like an, an easter egg sure. in on the website because i don't know if you visit my website i'm already going to be thrilled and i want to thank you for that i want to be like hey thank you sir thank you for for being interested and not making me feel like i'm just shouting into a void thank <laughs> you so um yeah have fun with that i'm on twitter riaka music I'm on, you know, Instagram. It's basically Twitter, Instagram, and um, a Facebook fan page, and all of them I, uh, I update fairly regularly. And I put funny things, or if I have like blog posts or something, I put, you know, I show a link or something. Fun photos. I always try to do fun photos because. Yeah. Did you see the birthday
0: one? I did, the Team Rocket birthday photos. I also saw your this is my favorite. I'm gonna actually read it on the air before we sign off. Um okay. RPG life upgrades for parties. So essentially for me, I read this as a list of D and D skills or spells.
2: Yes.
0: And so Thank you. And it's so it's detect asshole, handle animal, <laughs> which is already a D and D spell. Yeah, so, yeah, was,
2: yeah, so sober, exactly.
0: Sober sounding drunkenness. Limit vomit. <laughs> Plausible di- Deniability, Persuasion, Creeper Alert, Bust a Move on the Dance Floor in Parentheses, <laughs> Dramatic Exit or Entrance, Hotness, and Gossip Queen, spelled with a K. I, I, a KW. I love it. I think that's hilarious. As a, it, as a lifelong D&D player, I read this and I'm what? like, oh, this would be useful.
1: Oh, yes, right? Don't you wish that sometimes when you would go, like, I know it, it's a, again, it's a play on the word party. Yeah. Because like, yeah. So don't you wish that sometimes when you go into a, like a social situation, don't you wish you were like armed with like some kind of knowledge? Like, I'd like to put two points in detect asshole. Can I have a plus two there? And like. Can I? It's like, oh, I, I just thought about it um, last night, and because um, one of the people that um, I game with on, on Twitch, I'm on I'm on Twitch. Um, I I participate in um, Pro Starters uh, oh, cool. channel. And so I'm. I'm actually playing um, the sprawl, like the it's a based on the sprawl RPG.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, she had men- She had p- tweeted something about like being at a party and like how she thought this guy was cute, but in but her friend was like, "No, this guy's an asshole," and he treated his ex really poorly. And basically, she's like, "I wish I knew how." It's like, guess I'm just picking out assholes, you know? Right. And then I thought, ah, wouldn't it be great if we had like a detect asshole something something that like help you out <laughs> you know through this like it's already difficult enough navigate navigating like everyday like normal situations but when you're in like a weird social situation don't you want to like be able to for example like sound sober even even though you're like massively drunk yeah, and just totally. like oh. And, like, don't you want to be able to, like, you know, if I could just add, like, a plus, like, three hotness, like, when I, you know, I want to, like, do that when I'm at a party. That'd be great. Yeah. That would be nice. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If the world were D&D.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, uh, Ryaka, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure um, getting to know you. And I'm definitely going to follow your stuff. I really dig it. Yeah. The last thing I'll ask you to do is we have a saying on the show, which is music Mm -hmm. is life and life is good. I would love for you to sign off the podcast for me saying our catchphrase.
1: All right. Well, music is life and life is good.
0: If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. Keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life and life is good. Hi, this is Victor Devon, and I am the host of We Burlesque the Podcast. Every Monday, I talk to fabulous denizens of nightlife, including burlesque performers, both seasoned and new to the form, drag performers, performance artists, DJs, and artists who make up their respective scenes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Please visit weberless.com to check out episode recaps and see all the formats available. And remember that music is life.
2: Life is good.